Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of that galaxy and direct from our own galaxy here in Southern California and the world, wherever you are right now, this is Force Center Presents Other Center. I'm Ken Napsa. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And I'm Jennifer Landa. This is a special edition of our Life Ranked show where we are going to take a look at our favorite drinks. Um, I, As I say that title, I, I realize that could be wide open. This could just be a five choices of milk, but I do believe it's... <laughs> The drinks we enjoy 
when we're out and about at bars and celebrating things in the world. We're going to get to all that here in a moment. But before we do that, we want to remind you, as always, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash four center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later, we'll have a four center recommends an audio book we think you should try out on us. We also have an ask, an ask that's been working pretty nicely when you ask politely, Joseph, you know? I try to be polite. It'd be fun. Maybe, maybe uh, someday we can do like our bizarro episode where we ask everything very rudely. Hey, yeah. Hey, that's me being rude. Anyway, um, yes. So we have been uh, asking. Uh, we asked last week, and we'll ask again this week. If anybody has not left us uh, a review on uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh, whatever the app is called in in your reality, in your heart, uh, to leave a review. Uh, specifically discussing other center. We do have, uh, I, I was checking this morning and a couple of people did leave very nice reviews, very much uh, appreciated. Uh, one person uh, has left a very short, a snarky review uh, demanding that we change the name of the podcast <laughs> because we're not <laughs> currently talking about mm-hmm. Star Wars. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, often people are, of course, of course, welcome to their opinion. Uh, but also uh, we've explained our our not only rationale, but the facts that uh, Jen is a member of SAG-AFTRA and by the rules of the union, she cannot talk about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and sometimes it seems as though maybe people haven't listened to that. <laughs> Can't anyway. even dress up as a character from a strut company, right? Nope. That's a new thing. Yeah, nope. it's really serious, guys. It's uh, real serious, which I think, I, I, know it, I know it can be hard to understand, but uh, and I don't know if you've got any uh, additional guidance. Uh, apologies for this quick detour in the middle of our ask. How rude. Um, but I understand just, just for people who are not involved with it in any way, uh, just seeing like, don't, don't dress up as Barbie is like, what? Why? But for me, the logic is <laughs> one of the huge points of leverage that SAG-AFTRA has is uh, the if the actors do not go on the Tonight Show and red carpets to advertise films, that's a huge point of of leverage. So when you're asking the actors not to promote the films in those big traditional ways, it makes sense as an extension to go like, and also don't do a podcast mm-hmm. about the movie, and also don't dress up as the movie. So mm-hmm. I, I understand people kind of reacting weirdly about the Halloween stuff, but. Mm-hmm. To me, it seems like it's a logical extension of this is a point of leverage for the actors because it's one of their values to not mm-hmm. advertise the work. Jennifer, do you have any other insight on that? Is is the actual uh, member of Sega After on her podcast? Right. No, I, that's exactly it. I mean, I, I purposely chose my costume because I thought I was like, well, I we're, we may not wrap things up here and get the deal that we want. So let me just go as a Furby. Um, <laughs> I even, I was going to decorate my house like uh, with a theme of uh, a movie and I was going to post a video about it. And then I was like, oh, this is, even though it's a DIY, it is promotion of a movie and from a start company, I can't do it. And we've come so far, I'm not going to, you know, give in now over Halloween. Yeah. I'll be a Furby. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah. the yeah. point is, thank you to those who have uh, left uh, positive messages. And if you're enjoying what we're doing with Other Center, which we hope to continue in some form or fashion, even once the strike is over, uh, a positive review about what we're doing uh, during these uh, strike times would be very much appreciated. 
Yeah, uh, absolutely would. And final point for me on that is uh, just because there's other shows out there with SAG actors doing podcasts and promoting this stuff doesn't mean it's right. Uh, so uh, that sometimes gets asked of me as well. Well, their ex is doing this. Why aren't you doing that? And there's just a difference in our mm-hmm. point of view at the situation. So we appreciate that. Great ask, Joseph. We love those reviews. Now some life adventures. Uh, dressing up as It seems like Furby is a state of being right now for you, Jen. Furby is a life. I, I was my lifeline. I don't know. I, I've kind of become <laughs> obsessed with Furby. I have Furby earrings. I got the most ridiculous looking Furby pin of a Furby face. It looks a little scary. Now, and- wh- where did you find that? <laughs> On Etsy. I find it all on Etsy. Mm. I, I just, I love Furby. I don't know why. I've I've become obsessed. Mm. Um, and I have the new Furby that I'm actually, I'm sitting on it. It's in a little chest here and I'm ready to uh, review it soon. <laughs> mm. Mm. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, when, when, is there a light at the end of the Furby tunnel or you just, you're... you're- you're- I'm all in. I'm all in. Uh, this, yeah, I don't know. I've be- uh, not talking about Star Wars has let me start exploring other sides of my fandom, and the Furby fandom is a wonderful community that you know I'll be a part of. Mm. This mm. is sort of like you know when when you you maybe one maybe leaves high school and they're sort of used to all the things that they like in high school that the other friends like, and you you know maybe go to a different city for college. You're like, wait, I can experiment. <laughs> it's like you're experimenting with Furby. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also because it's like, it's kind of creepy and it's kind of cute. And that feels, that speaks to my soul. And I like the reaction that people have when I mention Furby or when I wear something with a Furby. It's just like, <gasps> like shock and horror. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see you uh, just on the street corner, like handing out Furby pamphlets. I'm like, have you heard about Furby? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Check out Furby. Uh, well, uh, those are life adventures. Furby adventures, indeed. Uh, mine is uh, pretty direct. Some of them just working hard and getting some stuff out there. Uh, some announcements this week of some fun side project stuff I've been, I've been working on for a bit. Uh, but I got to go. I got to go to a vampire dinner Saturday night. Um, Ooh, nice. Well, vamp- that, uh, yeah. wouldn't one would hope. Yeah, <laughs> right. A little nervous. Um, yeah, no. It was uh, is a, a, a local. Uh, um, a, company uh this is something i guess they launched this company they want to do this it's like a it's vampire dinner theater it's a performance of a of a version of interpretation of van helsing's dracula and uh it's done with like dance and aerial and uh you know uh, performance some some poetry it's but it's all between the courses of the meal right and wow it was really good it was really artistic and it was really uh sincere like what i just pitched sounds like it could be a bad Vegas show, right? Like we had that big Vegas episode. I talked about going to bite at the stratosphere and, oh, that wasn't good. Um, <laughs> you don't know. We didn't know. It was for our, our friend Torland's birthday, uh, Joe Starr's wife. And, and we, we went there. It's in a nice little banquet hall. You walk in, the whole thing was turned into like a performance center. And, um, uh, you know, it, it, this could go bad. This could be like, well, we're going to talk about this one way or another for the rest of our lives. And it was spectacular, artistic, moving, uh, a little, little bit sexy. Uh, it was all of it. It was all the emotions and a peach dessert dinner So uh, for your dinner. Mm. So it was great. And it was nice to kind of get out and uh, uh, feel the, the spooky season vibes, which as I've talked about before, it's not my favorite season. But man, I kind of, you know, a lot of, a lot of fangs uh, in, in mouths and people spinning in, in the air above your, above your dinner. 
It was good. <laughs> so uh, d- you said uh, Van Helsing's Dracula. Did you mean Bram Stoker's, like the an adaptation of the original story? Or was this Van Helsing's like, I'm going to set this story straight. This is my version of Dracula. Yep, yep. Van Helsing's Dracula. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was a, a twist. What's a twist? It was, a, it was a, a fun play on the whole story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was okay, uh, so it was Van Helsing's uh, take. Yes, yes. Yes. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. I have been uh, absorbing many different versions of the uh, of the Dracula story this October in particular. So I'm fascinated. I'll ask you some right. questions off air. <laughs> well, <laughs> shows remaining. Maybe you can go study. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my life adventures. Survived uh, uh, an attack uh, from Dracula. Uh, what about you, sir? Uh, I had a nice spooky time that I'd been looking forward to, but it was even better than I expected. Uh, people who've been listening for a long time have heard us mention Descanso Gardens. It's a great and a, a beautiful uh, garden. Garden doesn't even do it justice. You just get to be outside, and there are lots of different kinds of beautiful nature, and you can walk around paths and lakes. and that. Anyway, Descanso Gardens, always beautiful, uh, but then they do uh, two uh, seasonal events. They do the Enchanted Forest of Light uh, during the December holiday times. And that's always really cool. And then for several years now, they've done this event called Carved. Uh, I think when I went first in maybe 2018, maybe 2019. And Carved used to be pretty much you walk down a path and there were all these pumpkins. And a lot of them were from, you know, uh, carved from pop culture stuff. And that was cool. And that was great. Uh, but it was a little just sort of like you just sort of shuffled along and took photos with everyone else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so they've slowly over the years been expanding Carved. And this year, they went wild. It was so good. Uh, they expanded the hell out of it. Uh, so it was really, uh, it, it embraced every part of the season. There were parts that were just like, this is just uh, autumn harvest. Uh, here's a bunch of pumpkins that are just pumpkins. Uh, but there were some uh, really embracing the, uh, there's all sorts of candy and all sorts of treats. I had a glow in the dark churro. Uh, they were <laughs> selling uh, uh, n- non branded laser swords. So it had a real, just like candy and dress up, uh, you know, mm. like for kids. But then they, and then they had uh, some, some exhibits, I guess is the right word, uh, maybe um, tableaus of, mm. of creepy gourd creatures that, that pushed into the actual spookier. And there kept being like clumps of, um, Adults, it, it, much gothier adults being like, well, that's actually scary. I like that one. It's actually <laughs> yeah. scary. That's good. They, they, do you see that one? That that one, that pumpkin's coming out of the grave. That's actually scary. Yes. So it was just so great to have a range of everything mm-hmm. that this season uh, can be. Um, and and my favorite that they've had for years is the the gourd house. It's, it's just a little house made out of uh, pumpkins and other gourds. Uh, but every year I... Uh, sit in it and take photos and other adults are happy it's it's one of those places where like you expect to be like oh, other adults are going to judge me and other adults are like nice pose uh, can i take a photo <laughs> <laughs> it's really really nice uh when something is meant to be a photo op that all the other adults are like let's trade taking photos and get uh, pose ideas so, yeah if you're in the la area and you like spooky season at all carved was amazing i'll have to I think we might have to, ah, damn, we might miss it this year based on schedule. We went last year, but I'm intrigued by what you're saying of them kind of improving. It was always nice. It's always relaxing, always fun, but I like that a little more, a little more. And I'm a big fan of clumps of adults. (laughs) (laughs) Clumps of spooky adults are the best. It hit a sweet spot as we are in this uh, precarious position that we've been talking about where we're trying not to talk about Mm -hmm. um, the worker struck companies. 
because all of the pumpkins used to be so like, it's this character, it's that character. It was really mm-hmm. fun, but it was very, very branded. Mm-hmm. And they, had, they still had some of those in, in not many at all. So it made them even more fun because it was a, a very slim selection. But then to just have like weird tableaus of of pumpkin creatures either being terrified or in terror, it, it was a reminder of kind of when you when you strip away some of the the IP or the branding stuff that I love and stories that I love. But when you strip that away, sometimes you can get back to something that's like you decide. You right. don't know what's going on in this in the, in the. We don't know if these pumpkins uh, that are surrounding us are like. Are running to the path for help or they're going to eat us and we get to mm. make it up in our minds and mm. really fired the imagination which is great that's great love good fired imagination a lot of fun a lot of fun uh and that might not be the only time Descanso gardens appears in our conversations today <laughs> i'll say uh good stuff a lot of fun hey everybody we are going to dive into our main topic uh this is our favorite drinks Right. And I'll just acknowledge this. We've had a lot of fun at Other Center going this direction. Favorite desserts, favorite food, snacks, trips to Vegas, and then also going rather deep. The last few weeks, we've uh, we've gone deep. And I think the natural reaction sometimes is uh, after you, you go a little deep, maybe you just want to have a drink at the bar and kind of relax and contemplate and ruminate. Uh, Joseph, is that the direction we're going here today? Yeah, yeah, fun. And uh, in, in I think one part of, of the fun, uh, this has been something I'd wanted to talk about for a while. It's been a little while since we've done a Life Ranked. I think people um, like these kinds of episodes because, hey, we share some insight, we share some stories, but it's this really involves everyone who's listening because they get to go, what's my favorite too? Mm-hmm. Um, so my thought with this was that we were doing uh, drinks of all kind, alcoholic and non, because certainly there are plenty of people who uh, do not enjoy for any number of reasons alcohol, and we always want to be respectful of that. Even though I talk about alcohol constantly, I want to have respect for people who who didn't enjoy them. But Ken, did you go all alcohol? I, I went all alcohol, yeah, um, which is actually good because my favorite drinks are pretty simple. It's It's – cranberry blueberry pomegranate pomegranate juice and uh, that's about it <laughs> like and uh zevia sodas and stuff like that but it's not as exciting it's just uh, i'm a boring i like to drink a lot um but i don't uh have fancy drinks so well i feel robbed so we're gonna do a full zevia episode later <laughs> yeah yeah there's enough flavors to do it yeah <laughs> jen how did you uh how did you in, interpret the the mandate I interpreted it. Uh, I wanted to be well-rounded. I feel like now that I'm looking at my list, it's it's a little generic, but I go into specifics, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna I'm gonna cover a lot of ground here. <laughs> generic is good on these lists too, because sometimes you you like you try to get like overly uh, like specific and twisty and surprising, and then you hear back right. from listeners of like, did you guys just forget that orange juice exists? Yeah, so right. I, I think having some basics ensuring why we love the basics is great too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. As far as like the basic drinks too, I was just thinking as I was like, oh, maybe I can change some answers here. Um, but it, I don't know about you all, and I don't want to spoil any answers you're about to give. But I go through like weird seasons of obsessions with like one or two drinks. I mentioned that mm-hmm. fruit. I, I just stumbled on. Um, well, a friend, a friend of mine from Texas sent me, um, shall we say, a, a vintage drinking glass with robots of a certain space movie on it, and mm-hmm. that, I, was like, I joked with him. I go, I got to go get some juice. And I now I'm re-obsessed with juice. I go through juice juice phases in my life where I'm like a 70-year-old. Right. And then 
Uh, I also have like a peach drink I, I get from this company, Swoon. Uh, it's like a, a little too expensive because it's branded as healthier. Uh, I am literally ordering it by the case right now and just going through it like crazy. But that will stop in three months. Like I go through <laughs> these weird seasons of drinks. I don't know if you all do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. I, I, I uh, fluctuate wildly with orange juice consumption. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Is it, is it one day you look at it and go, no, no more, no more? Yeah, well, like I almost always enjoy it when I have it, and then I'll go through a phase where I, because it's not a part of my daily routine, I'm like, oh, I got, I'm gonna buy this gallon of orange juice, and then like three weeks later, I'll be like, what's this murky brown fluid in the back of the fridge? Oh, I forgot about the orange juice, and I feel really guilty. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Cool. Good. We we are all in that together. Um, Yeah. So even though uh, some of the choices might uh, be all alcohol, that's not a statement of my life. It's just kind of where my mind went. But uh, we're about to do it there. Jen, any final caveats before we begin? No, I'm ready. Okay, we're ready. We'll work our way five to one here. We'll take a break. Uh, no runners up, but other options might pop in. I've already snuck in Swoon Peach Drink. Check it out. Not a sponsor. Uh, we shall begin. But Joseph, I believe we should begin with your number five to set the tone of what's to come. Well, my number five is uh, a basic. I think a huge amount of humans on the planet Earth drink this. Uh, but I wanted to be honest. Uh, it is the the foundational fluid, not water. But black coffee. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, I know there are people who don't drink coffee. There are people who drink tea. There are people who just like get up in the morning and, and don't drug themselves with caffeine in some way. I, I guess that's a, a way that people mm-hmm. function. Amazing to me. Uh, but coffee is one. I, I think my my uh, decision for what to include was about: Is there a drink that I? Are they drinks that I enjoy mm-hmm. uh, actually drinking them? but they have some sort of larger presence in my life or my history or our mm. culture or that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, mm. And for me, coffee was one of those, uh, it felt uh, faded. Uh, my parents were huge coffee drinkers. Uh, my dad is still a, an absolute coffee monster. Uh, mm. he, he measures his coffee intake in uh, pots that he makes. Mm. Um, and <laughs> uh, the last time I visited, he was like, I, I tried to make the coffee a little weaker because uh, I know maybe you're not uh, used to it. And it was still like uh, being uh, punched in the gut <laughs> by a coffee bean. By a, a large person dressed as a coffee bean punches you in the gut. And my dad's like, that's great coffee. Um, <laughs> so, it, so it was always a thing that was going to happen. Uh, there were characters on, on television who made a, a thing of coffee that meant a lot to me. So I was like, I, I can't wait until I'm a, an adult and I get to drink coffee. And then uh, because other uh, drinks that are for adults uh, are, you know, uh, my parents would have frowned upon me drinking them. I think when I was about 16, I was just like, I'm going to start drinking coffee. And my dad was like, great. (laughs) (laughs) I did not really help you with other uh, uh, means of becoming an adult, but you're a man now at 16, (laughs) drinking your coffee. Um, And and there's just, uh, you know, I I, like a lot of uh, moody teens. You know, I, I loved uh, the idea of being out late at a diner and, you know, solving the problems of the world and talking about yeah. jazz or whatever. Like, <laughs> it was so like a, yeah. I'm an adult now. I can write poetry and have feelings. Mm. I drink black coffee sometimes at night. Mm, uh, oh. And and it got me, it, it, yeah. the coffee absolutely did get me through college. Um, mm. And now it is, now it is my morning friend and I have regulated it uh down to basically one large cup a day but it is still like it's a ritual it's a Mm -hmm. friend that greets me 
in the morning. I still have uh, some dregs left. Um, then there's also like the mug part of it of it's not just the fluid. It's the what's your go to mug. And I rotate through my mugs. Oh, so it, mm. it's a friend. It's not just a drink. It's a friend. It really yep. is. Yeah, the coffee culture, the routine to it. Uh, I don't do black co- coffee. I do the um, other thing of let me dump half the cream in it. Um, but only because that's part of the fun for me, right? It's, it's like I like that. And I'm a big – I didn't have uh, coffee. I, my mom loves – I don't know why I didn't have coffee. I wasn't discouraged from it uh, or anything like that. No health risks, no caffeine, whatever. It was just like I didn't do it. I felt. I think I felt intimidated by coffee drink. <laughs> and it wasn't until I got deep into my security career and my former girlfriend at the time, her mom ran the coffee shop at the farmer's market. So I got a free coffee every day and they made some special ones with some caramel whipped, you know, blah, it was so good. And it just became part of my life. Like you said, it's a friend to meet with and hang with in the morning. It's a friend. Uh, yeah. Right? And I used to put a little bit of, of milk in it. Uh, mm-hmm. But then I just was like, you know what? I just, I want it. I want it black. <laughs> black like my soul. Uh, yeah. Really enjoying that for the last year. Like, sorry, milk. Bye, yeah. old friend. Get out of here. And it, and anyway. it, do you find, uh, do you find this, um, and I have done, I guess I could, yeah, I've done, I've done traveling with you. Um, I have traveled with the scrimshaws. Uh, but for me, one of my favorite things of getting into a new town or a new area, just was in New York last week, and it's like finding the local coffee shop. And if it ends up being a Starbucks, it's a Starbucks. But I try to go for like there was a place called Dreamers Coffee near my hotel was last mm. week. And it becomes like a, it becomes an anchor point. And even though I've been to New York a few times now, several times, quite frankly, you know, it's like I got my coffee shop. That's how I can start my day. And then we can explore from there. I like that. Yeah, right? no, it's an adventure every time. It, it mm. is, uh, you know, it, it's a it's a disruption because often it's only Starbucks you can find. And I, I'm not a huge fan of Starbucks. I can deal with it. But, oh, yeah. man, if there's a, a, a little bit more of a unique dinery place in the hotel, that's great. Uh, when we went to London, I was like, OK, this is just going to go wild because that mm-hmm. that city has a different relationship with coffee. Um, mm. And so I just I just bought uh, some, you know, you, you scoop out the jar of like whatever it is uh, there. I can't remember the name of it. You just scoop it out and <laughs> it, it didn't taste great. And yet it did. Cause it was different and fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, that's Jen, my number five. That's a great for five. Jen, do you, you have a relationship with coffee that, uh, I is- do. And I, I'm going to save it because, uh, mm. uh, it might be on my list. Mm. <laughs> mm. I like to punch Nazis of propaganda shows with coffee. <laughs> Uh, well, Jen, uh, I'll, uh, I'll go to my number five and then we can go to your number five, just in case, uh, that's on your list. Um, th- so I'm going to change, I am going to change. I'm going right, to, I'm going to call the audible the line of scrimmage, but it, it comes out of my f- number five choice. When I was just thinking of alcoholic drinks, I put Mike's hard lemonade. Now, uh, mm. pin in oh. uh I haven't had one in seven to eight years, maybe. Um, I was a, a late drinker, uh, which uh, in terms of alcoholic uh, beverages, which is a totally fine journey. If that's the journey you're on there, no one should pressure you into a drink. Uh, but I finally got pressured into drinking and uh, took it, uh, took that path. And um, I used to house it for my uncle, who was quite the drinker. And he always had Mike's hard lemonades in stock <laughs> in his garage fridge. And I love lemonade. So my number five choice is lemonade. I am a sucker <laughs> for lemonade and lemonades of any kind. If I go to a restaurant, like I, I like an iced tea, I try to avoid sodas. Um, but if, if I look at the menu and you got like a peach lemonade or a, you know, razzle dazzle lemonade, I'm going to it. I'm going to lemonade and I'll, I'll I, I have to 
watch the intake at home. Like I don't buy jugs of it at home, but I, I, I do the little kid sit, like grab it with both hands and just guzzle it. Like I love lemonade, always have. So Mike's Art Lemonade was an extension of that. And that felt like a safe drink. Like all my friends were like, ah, lagers, IPA. So I was like, oh, I'm pounding Mike's Hard Lemonade, <laughs> which is, it's nothing but sugar. And I think I hit a certain, I don't know, into your mid thirties range. I wouldn't, I wouldn't get them all the time. And eventually I was shamed like, you know, which is not right. No, don't shame anyone for the drink choices. But I was shamed by a lot of comic friends of mine. of like, why, why did you bring Mike's Hard Lemonade to my barbecue? Because um, it tastes good, damn it! It does like, taste good. I really like. And it's it's it is funny. Some of the some of the fruits they're getting down to that Mike is getting down to. I don't know, if, like a kumquat. <laughs> and Adam has to be really aggressive. Was like pound your soul with kumquat. I'm like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Calm yeah, so down, Mike. A cranberry one. I think there was a black cherry one. And oh, that black cherry is one of my all time favorite flavors. Uh, anyways, yeah. So to, to, to end of the story, yeah. Eventually, uh, I was working at a, uh, at a at a digital media company a while ago. And one of the people there loved Mike's Hard Lemonade. And I hadn't had one in a few years. I was like, oh, great. Yeah, let's get like a six pack for that show. And mm. I drank three and I almost like died. I almost went to like a coma. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, I can't do This is horrible stuff. Like, you know, nothing against the company. I'm not saying they're horrible. I just like, this is sugar. This has destroyed my brain. I'm too old for this. It's become yeah. a more dangerous drink than the hardest of liquors. It's so. like soda or or like fast food if you haven't had it in a while. It's intense. Mm-hmm. And if your body's not, you know, you got to train up for that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, but yes, yeah, so for that, so that. But overall, lemonade, lemonade. And a fresh squeeze, great. Awesome. I don't care. If it has the word lemonade on it, I'm in there. I want it. Were you, was it, a, was it like a, a summer thing for you as a kid? Did you, did you get lemonade in the summer like a treat? That's a great question. I don't remember when it entered my life. <laughs> when did you accept <laughs> lemonade as your drink and savior? I don't remember because my mom was very protective of everything as we've discussed on this show, but sugar intake, uh, correctly i think was one um and so i didn't have a ton of it i played soccer played youth sports for for a bit and you know lemonade might show up there but really i think it was capri suns and orange slices uh i think it was one of those things we've all experienced if you're out there listening you experience it too you move out of your house i don't care what age i moved out at 22 late for some early for some i i and the first trip you go to the grocery store and you're like the world is mine (laughs) and i was like lemonade God damn it. I want lemonade. And that kind of was really where it really kind of began. Nice. Nice. Mm. Uh, I, I think this is great. I, I like lemonade. Uh, th- for me, I keep it as a, that's not an in the house thing. That's dangerous. I will uh, yes. just rot myself with sugar. Uh, mm. and, and I used to have uh, Mike's hard lemonade uh, phase. I was doing a show uh, in a town off of uh, right on Lake Superior. A, mm. Sort of a beautiful arts colony resort town, but people live there too. Uh, doing a Shakespeare show, and we went to the bar every night. And I had Mike's Hard Lemonade, and like one of the last nights, I ordered my second Mike's Hard Lemonade. And the bartender was one of those real cool bartenders with uh, cool hair. It's Ken that you and I have talked about being intimidated by because they're yeah. kind of too cool for you, and they're like, "You shouldn't even be here." Um, and uh, I ordered my Mike's Hard Lemonade, and he's like, "All right, but that's your last one." And I was like. <gasps> am I sloppy? Am I falling over drunk from Mike's Hard Lemonade? I was like, excuse me? He's like, no, it's just, you've drank a lot of them and and we're out. This is the last one. (laughs) Oh, no. But he phrased it like I was a big problem drunk. Uh, 
That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, one day, uh, Joseph, you know, we'll have to go on a Mike's Hard Lemonade bender. We'll, we'll be there. It'll be great. Yeah. Oh, uh, a gosh. bender of one and a half each. Jeb, before I finish <laughs> here, uh, the number five, uh, I, I, um, I want to get your, your, your mom thoughts on lemonade. Is it, is it a staple in the house? Are you correctly keeping sugar from their hands? Yeah, we don't have any lemonade. I mean, I know they'll, they just have no self-control mm. and I don't either. So it's just, we can't have it. But my, my four-year-old will occasionally, she'll find the lemons and I'll, I'll hear her like <laughs> squeezing them with our, our lemon squeezer that we have. It's like this yeah. handheld thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And she's like, I'm trying to make lemonade because they made it at her preschool last year. <laughs> so now she's determined to make it and she... <laughs> Yeah, takes a hold of all of our lemons, and <laughs> we don't have that many. You know, we don't have a tree or anything like that. So I'm like, where are all our lemons? Oh, Leah yeah. squeezed them all. <laughs> it does pretty pretty good, though. I will admit, she actually made a pretty good lemonade, and that's not even with any sugar. I was yeah. quite impressed. All right. All this right. is amazing. You have like yeah. a lemonade barista in your home. I know. <laughs> Let me know when you start selling it on the uh, front lawn. I'll swing by. And, and, and <laughs> she up. wanted to. And uh, I was like, no, no. I did have a lemon tree at my house in North Detroit that my roommates and wow. I were and, and I thought, oh, what a, what a Shangri-La, right? Like I mm-hmm. never made it once. It just, oh. it, it's so much easier to buy it from in the store. It is. <laughs> it is. Uh, well, we're off and running here looking at our favorite drinks, alcoholic and beyond. Jen, what's your number five? My number five is wine. This is a number five because I love wine, but uh, I'm not consuming it as I'm, as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be able to have a lot more. Now, maybe one to two glasses. Mm-hmm. They'll do me in. Uh, so I like a really bold, juicy red a spicy red, uh, mm. cabs, Malbecs, Shiraz. Um, uh, mm. I do like a Pinot Noir too. There's like a, a tightness to it, um, or a lightness to it that I appreciate when it comes to whites. I like Pinot Grigio, like, uh, Santa Margarita has a great one or Sauvignon Blanc, like Kim Crawford. Don't like Chardonnays. I don't like anything buttery, Mm. Um, (laughs) when I worked at uh, uh, Bandera, this restaurant in Orange County, we used to do wine tastings Mm. and that was really what introduced me to, oh, there's more than just the $4.99 from Trader Joe's that I was used to drinking. (laughs) Like they would open up these really expensive bottles because we had, you know, uh, clientele that liked the, the finer things in life. And I was like, holy crap, these are, it tastes so incredible. There's so much flavor to a really, really good wine. And that's when it can be fun to pair it with, right? With what kind of cheese are you going to pair it with? What kind of, you're going to use fish? You're going to have meat? You're going to have a spicy pasta? Like, that's where I think that the wine can be enhanced. And it's not just like, you know, you're drinking to get drunk. (laughs) You're like, it's part of the experience. It's part of the meal. Um, Yeah. You know what I mean? And like when we went to Italy, uh, I felt like, wow, this is a life. You're having your Italian (laughs) wine with a pasta. And, you know, my kids were jet lagged and and driving me crazy. But boy, that was I was living it up there. (laughs) (laughs) Absolute. uh, uh, Mama's got wine lifestyle. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Like just a really good table wine Mm -hmm. of like like, uh, you know, wine connoisseurs would never try to talk you up on this wine by itself. But mm. uh, just a great table wine that complements uh, mm. the food is like some of the best wine I've ever had. 
Mm. Yes. Yes, exactly. And I just love that there's a real art and to it, you know, and people get really into it. Mm-hmm. And I like when people want to educate me and share their delicious wine. <laughs> Yeah. Which is would often happen at Bandera. I mean, people are bringing like these insane, like I mean, five hundred dollars, like ridiculous. And that's that's I think even on the lower end. Mm. And they'd be like, "Here, you can try some after your shift." And oh man, we would all just be so happy. <laughs> that was that was freaking awesome. But yeah, wine number five. That is a good one. That's a big one. Uh, I have a, a positive relationship with wine. I don't know it as well as you do, Jen, or others. And I'm always blown away at the, not only what you're describing, the taste of flavors. I was at a wedding once and the guy, one of the guys there saw us drinking wine out of a certain, I think they give us like non-stemmed glasses. It was the pre-reception oh. welcome dinner. And the guy started doing the, it can get annoying, but the, well, that's the wrong glass. And I'm like, I don't, it tastes like grapes. I like it. And then he played, he got like a different glass from the bartender and he, and he did like a little thing. And I was like, by golly, it did taste different. It opened right? up for the air, all these weird things. Like yes. uh, it, it's yes. fascinating stuff. The science behind it. Yeah, no, I mean, so many of these drinks, you know, you can be an expert on and there is, you know, actual chemistry in that. And in, in, it's always just about is somebody sharing it with you in a fun way or mm-hmm. is somebody yes. making you the student at a class you did not sign up for kind of thing. Look how I won't be with that particular guy. It started bad and it ended positive. And I, and I have such a, you know, a late uh, arrival to wine itself. I or didn't like it, uh, the taste of it. I don't know. It, it's because I love fruit juice. So it's... It's like, you think this is a no-brainer for me. But then I just was like, I don't know. That's a weird-tasting fruit juice. Uh, one time, this was years, I think before I met both of you, I was home home alone. And I thought, why does everyone just pour like a tiny bit of wine? I'm, and I got, I got like a pint glass. Filled <laughs> <laughs> it up. Oh. And talk about comas. Like that, I didn't, the next yeah. day was bad. <laughs> next oh, day. no. That was like 29. It was dumb. Yeah. Now, Ken, am I correct in thinking that Grace turned you on to being a little bit more of a wine drinker? hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. She okay. she is a big wine fan, but um, has unfortunately discovered that uh, it maybe doesn't, you know, sit with her as well as, as it used to, you know, Got the unfortunate infor- advancement of time. Um, but yes, I, yes, I had to, you know, learn the lessons of, no, we like cab softs in this house. We don't, we don't go for Merlot's and no, no blends. No, you know, so. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. My wife saved me when it came to wine too, uh, for years with our, the late night comedy show I did with uh, many friends back in Minneapolis. Uh, I had come up with the idea of like, we should have a mascot that's booze. Cause it was a late night naughty show. And there's those, mm-hmm. the jugs of Carlo Rossi wine. I'm talking about like the, just like massive, uh, glass bottles and we we made Carlo Rossi like the mascot of the show and then as an est- extension of that because we had it we worked it into sketches we would sit around at the after parties and like f- pass a jug of Carlo Rossi wine and if, if you've never had Carlo Rossi wine it's not really wine it's like grape juice mixed with the sweat of Satan it's 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 not good mm-hmm. but I drank so much of it that somebody uh, a fan of the show who uh, had a better job was like you guys are always drinking that swill I brought you some nice wine we're all like I don't know. This doesn't taste as good as Carlo. It uh, it wrecked me. And then when I met my wife, uh, she's a big uh, fan of wine. So mm-hmm. she very kindly was like, uh, I know buttery sounds bad, but let me. <laughs> yeah. uh, why would you want butter in fluid? I get it. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, she has taught me lots of great things about wine and found a few favorites. That's lovely. That is. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going here. We're, we're only at a number five choice. We're having a lot of fun. 
We'll go to our number four choices. I'll give us a start here. And this one could easily be a, a mixed selection, but I got a specific choice. Uh, and you had mentioned Descanso Gardens. Uh, mm. I want to be, it's one of my goals. I'm, I'm a member of the LA Zoo and I want to become a member of Descanso as well, just to be able to go. It is worth it. Yeah, totally. Uh, I've heard you describe your experiences just going there on like a Wednesday, you know, <laughs> two. Yep. For an um, hour. Because yeah. Because you, you got a membership. Love that. Um, but one of my favorite things we go try to go every year to the Christmas uh, holiday season kind of light uh, displays they got there and everything. Uh, and I love the spiked apple cider they got there. Ooh. It's it's how we always talk about, you know, if, if I say smokehouse, Joseph, you think steak Sinatra, right? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you say Descanso. I think of me just holding a, a hot thing of apple cider spiked with a whiskey uh, it's it's my favorite thing. I do love a hot apple cider. I like cold drinks. I like cold weather. So that kind of is why it's that's the more general choice. But then walking around and then we have discovered it's happened more to Grace. She has a little bit of a weird curse with liquids and glasses and containers. Um, it, it's it's hilarious how many weird things happen. Uh, two years in a row now, the uh, her hot apple cider, her spiked apple cider has burnt through the bottom of the cup and just exploded at the bottom. <laughs> <gasps> so, um, are you sure it's i think it's some sort of power manifesting it, that it, sounds to me like the beginning yeah. of a of a stephen king novel <laughs> yeah she's got some carry something going on there yeah it, it's 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 hilarious like uh you know the bottom can get a little soggy and, and we've had them double it up finally we learned um so we went i think to twice this last time around um yeah and it's and so there'd be this thing of like and she's a I, I'll, I'll guzzle. You put any liquid in my hands, that's the problem. Like wine, boom, I do a shot of it. You know, you're supposed to. Um, coffee. We go to the coffee shop. I'm done with the coffee before we turn the corner. She has it all day. Um, so I'm always like, drink, hurry up, drink, drink your cider. It's going to fall. It's going to fall. It's going to fall. <laughs> but anyways, the mood oh, is yeah. there. It's a mood thing. It's the cold weather that we get here in LA, not the cold weather. I was just other experience <laughs> I get, but it's uh, it's just fun and it's, it's tradition. And I think about it and occasionally we'll uh, if we have the time, we like driving around and look at the Christmas lights. Uh, there is an independent coffee store uh, in Toluca Lake, Pete's Coffee, that has a great apple cider, uh, uh, not spiked, because um, I'm driving. Um, and that's a that's just a fun December tradition for me. Uh, yeah, I, I, great. I love it. I, I had a spiked apple cider at this, uh, at Carved, mm. because they, they amped up uh, mm-hmm. the amount of places that, <laughs> it was almost like, hey, you've walked 10 feet. Here's another place if you if you already slammed your spike cider. But yeah. Really, really great cider, perfect temperature. The the I think their their base whiskey is Jack Daniels, which has a flavor which pairs beautifully uh with apple cider. It was unseasonably warm. Wow, <laughs> like, right, right. I, I didn't have a jacket. It was Halloween everywhere, and I was drinking a warm apple cider spiked. I was just like, what What time is it? What year is it? Who am I? Why am I here? It was great. That's awesome. That's awesome. I got to go. That sounds like so much fun. I won't make it to Carb, but I think I can go to the uh, the holidays one. Oof. It yeah, sounds really great. It's really, yeah. It, 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 in the, that, the, Ken's right. The, the drink really makes it, I think. Mm. Yeah. Even if it, you don't get it spiked, if it's just the warm apple cider, it's just, it's so cozy. Yeah, done. Yeah. And yeah, and it's and it's either a date spot or a family spot. I think it accommodates both nicely. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. I'm uh, going. There you go. Uh, that's my number four: spiked apple cider or apple cider in general. And uh, Jen, your number four. 
My number four is something a little bit healthier, a smoothie. Uh, Healthier than my last choice, that is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So a smoothie has become a great love of mine in the past uh, recent years, I guess. When I was pregnant with my eldest, that was my craving. Like people talk about their pregnancy cravings. I had to have a smoothie Mm. every day. Mm. Uh, Yeah, it was like, it was a mission. Uh, Now I've actually been having smoothies in replacement of my salads that we had talked about on our mm. comfort foods, mm-hmm. just because I've been busy, I've been trying to get stuff done, or if I'm editing or running an errand, I can make a smoothie. And my my go-to smoothie, frozen mango, uh, fourth of an avocado, spirulina, coconut milk yogurt, because I can't really have dairy, uh, protein powder, almond milk, and a splash of coconut cream. It mm. is creamy. It it's green, so it looks healthy. Um, it's a little sweet. You got that coconut flavor, and it just it's very satisfying. It keeps me full for a, a few hours, um, and so I'm able to then like prolong my my mm. snacking or my meal or whatever it is. I just love it, and it's great because a smoothie can be a treat for you. Like it could be a snack, it can be a treat after a workout. It can be if you're like out at the beach or somewhere, you can go grab a smoothie and it feels like that it satisfies that sweet tooth craving, but it's a mm. healthier option. Mm. Now, how thick is it? It's I like it so it's uh it's pretty thick. Um, but it's it's ah, the consistency, I've shown it on my stories. Is the consistency still <laughs> is like uh I don't know how to describe it. It's not so thick that it's like clumpy, but it's mm. not super runny. It's like in between. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I, I hear you describing it and I like almost every ingredient you listed. And that sounds like really healthy and like it saved me a lot of time. I can read because I don't have to get my hands dirty eating lunch. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm a little, uh, I have consistency issues. I'm afraid it'd be mm. like really lumpy and weird. Like mm-hmm. this part would suddenly be like all soupy and then there'd be just a chunk of avocado that attacks me. But I suppose that's up to the, uh, the skill of the person making it. Yeah, this, the avocado actually makes it creamier because I can't add yeah. a banana for whatever reason. I'm I, my body cannot digest mm-hmm. bananas. bananas so it yeah, so it replaces. You know how like bananas can kind of make it like uh, mm-hmm. more of a pureed kind of consistency. Yeah. So that's what the avocado does. Okay. Um. Yeah. Otherwise, it comes across like kind of icy, and that is no good. No good. Right. No good. No good. No good. I don't like an icy smoothie. We word, use words, words like clumpy and runny in this conversation today. <laughs> um, I, I love this choice. Uh, I think if if you're ever sitting around and you go, hey, I'm going to run and get some smoothies or I'm going to make a smoothie. Do you want one? I'm going to answer yes. And then yeah. I'll have it and I'll think to myself, oh, I should. I should replace a meal with one of these or like a, a shake, like a, like a protein shakey type of thing. And you put cereal, bananas, blueberries, whatever. And I'm always like, this mm-hmm. is great. I found the key to losing weight for myself. I'm going to replace a meal every day. Two days later, I'm like, well, that takes a lot of time. And <laughs> I, don't do I don't do it, but I do like it. It's so good. So it's is so it just good. a blender, Jen, or do you have some like uh, the, the Smoothie Maker 2000 special thing? No, but I, I have noticed that my, my blender, like I want one of those things. I used to work at a coffee shop back in the day. And like we had, the, you know, the Frappuccino type of blender where you can stick in the stick and mm. like really like mix it around. But our blender, our blender is pretty good. Uh, I'm pleased with it. We got it as a wedding present. Thank you, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> it's also, Amy. Yeah. Yeah. My best friend, she gave it to us. It's awesome. That's awesome. That's great. 
Good stuff. Uh, yeah, and, and, and you know, good run to a Jamba Juice never never hurt you back in the day. But um, mm-hmm. great number four, Joseph. We're up to your number four. Uh, well, my number four is maybe they'll be controversial. I don't know. Uh, it, it it is a specific beer. Uh, my relationship with beer is, is long and complicated. I've had good times and I've had bad times with beer. Um, and I have lots of friends who are beer aficionados. They, they do all the apps. They can, mm-hmm. they can tell you all the things about, uh, well, there are these 800 different kinds of IPA and you don't actually dislike IPA. You like, you dislike this kind of IPA and all that mm. kind of thing. Uh, and, and I've just, I've never gone down the road of trying to become a, a, a beer uh, expert other than an expert of my own palate. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are some people listening who are like, all right, we're talking beer. And they're going to be like, what What have you done, Scrimshaw? This is a terrible beer. Um, <laughs> but it means a lot to me. It is a beer called Who Garden, not Ho Garden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who Garden. H O E G A A R D E N. It is a Belgian wit beer, uh, a white beer. Uh, and just the basic profile is, you know, it's got a, it's a slightly sour taste. Uh, it is flavored with orange peel and coriander. So it's got this great uh, a spice. The way it's made is this uh, sort of unfiltered way. So it has this sort of cloudy, misty feel. I looked it up on the website. And it's 4.9% ABV. Um, it, it's just, uh, for me, it's, it's absolutely the flavor. I would have loved it if I just mm. happened to have it at a party or whatever. But um, mm. the, the quick story behind it is uh, I had had... An incident uh, with beer (laughs) Uh, where I had a little bit too much. So I was kind of off of beer for for a while. Like I had one every once in a while, but it wasn't my go-to drink. And then I went to uh, live with, uh, at the time, uh, my fiance, Sarah, now my wife, Sarah, in London. And I was like, well, I got to get back into beer. I'm in London. London. Uh, So we had a lot of fun trying different beers. And one day we just went for a, a, a walk way, way far from our neighborhood where we normally don't go. And I saw a, a pub sign that had a picture of the old pulp hero and radio hero, the shadow outside. Mm-hmm. And that was just their advertisement of like the shadow mm-hmm. has a bar. Like, this is amazing. I got to go in. And they have this beer that I've never seen called who garden. Uh, and you know, a lot of times in the UK, they serve it to you in the glass that's been designed by the company to best bring out the flavor. So they mm-hmm. serve it to me in a who garden glass is this massive glass. Uh, and it was just, just a beautiful, wonderful, uh, first encounter with the beer and I drank it constantly in the UK and we came home and I was just distraught because there was no mm-hmm. who garden in the U S and then like a month later an American company somehow got involved and now it's been available in America for years. And it is my favorite go-to beautiful little comfort beer. Uh, well, hmm. uh, I think I've, I think I've witnessed you order that before, right? At some point. Yeah. Cause I'm happy when I find it because uh, you, you don't find it that often in, in the grand scheme of things, uh, just on a, a, a random, like, you know, beer list of a restaurant. And I'm like so relieved when I find it because I'm not a huge IPA fan and lots and lots and lots of times I go to a restaurant. Like if I want a beer, I just have to order the one that isn't an IPA. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I am not a beer uh, expert connoisseur or enjoyer for the most part. Um, when when in the right spot, uh, when we are in London at that pub, of course I'm going to have a beer. Uh, I just don't know what to order, so I look to others. Get <laughs> 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 me get me beer. Um, yeah, and then I hang out uh, with people who love Coors Light. Uh, so that's the off- opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> There's a lot of <laughs> and God bless. <laughs> and God bless it. Yeah, Jen, you you pounding Coors Lights at home on a Friday night? No, my husband loves IPA. So uh, 
anytime we go out, he gets an IPA. I like ciders, but mm-hmm. ciders are a slippery slope because they can either be too sweet. So I like them dry. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'll just opt for wine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah as is a, a trend, the the over uh, sugar fine of my brain is a problem. There was a across uh, from where Collider used to be. There was they put in a yard house, and I was like, oh, I love yard. So we went there, Ooh. and like they have a pineapple cider. I'm like, I like cider. And I like pineapple. Oh, together at last. I fell asleep at my desk later that night <laughs> in the writer's room. Just clunk. So um, there. But that's, that's a great choice, Joseph. We got to have some beer on this list. We would face some sort of <laughs> you know, scorn if we didn't have a beer. Yes. Absolutely. There we go. Well, that's uh, our fifth and fourth choices. We are moving along, but we're going to take a quick break first. And before we do, we are going to have an audio book to recommend for you. I think I got a choice here. I'll say this. I haven't heard this book. I haven't read this book, but it seems intriguing and fits today. So, hey, maybe you want to try the book, A History of the World in Six Glasses by Tom Standage. Get the audiobook narrated by Sean Runnett today, A History of the World in Six Glasses. Do that and help support the show in the process by going to audibletrial.com slash force center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash force center for your free audiobook. All right, quick break on the other side. Get ready to drink some more here on Other Center. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back to Other Center. We are doing a life-ranked episode about our favorite drinks. And that is uh, what we're doing right now. And checking my notes, Jen, we're at you and our uh, number three choices. Number three is a margarita. <laughs> there. <laughs> the glee, the zeal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I love margaritas. There's nothing like a well-made margarita on the rocks with salt. Uh, you know, any true Mexican restaurant will have a good margarita. I can count on that. They're not going to make the dr the drink weak. Uh, it's going to taste delicious. So, and here's what I've learned in my experience of margarita drinking. You don't order it from a, a bar unless that bar has a Latin flair to it. Right. Don't make that mistake. <laughs> Or if they seem to have a fancy cocktail menu, mm. that means that their bartenders are good, right? And so mm. even then, though, I, I always ask the server or the bartender, hey, what, what do you think, right? They'll they'll steer you right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I love a spicy margarita with the tahine on the rim. Whew. I love a cucumber margarita. Pomegranate margarita, you start to get a little too sweet for me. Mm. Um, I, I'm, I like it more spicy than sweet uh, in terms of tequila. I don't really have a preference. Um, no, like I don't bother, you know, going up to the Patron or anything like that. Uh, but the key is the sweet and sour mix, right? Like, because mm. if it's really uh, sugary, then it should be used sparingly. Mm. Um, if 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 you're gonna make it homemade, which we used to do at Bandera, oh my gosh, it was like lemons, limes, and then we would put egg whites in it to make it frothy. Mm. Oh my gosh. Like I, I'm getting, my mouth is watering thinking about it. So it's like lemonade. It's like the a lemonade with tequila in it. <laughs> it was just after I'm work. Man. Oh my gosh. Or, oh gosh. Yeah. So that's, that's my number three pick. I, now I'm thinking about it. This could have been higher, but I love it. I love it. Clearly by your enthusiasm. It's so great. Yeah. I think I, I um, well, I want to check myself because I think this is my perspective um, coming uh, from the Midwest and, and not having any uh, any of the heritage uh, connected to the drink um, that uh, I think a lot of people in, encounter pretty horrific margaritas and judge the yes. drink. Um, like the the chilies, like here's here's a bowl of, you know, <laughs> unnatural yeah. sugar stuff. With the absolute <laughs> vilest rail tequila we can possibly find. Uh, right. So you and your friends uh, can get a sugar high and a headache and mm. get drunk and keep ordering these. And even this, somehow they find, they manage to find subpar salt. Like they go out to the road and get it. I don't mm. know. Mm. Um, mm. But like I, I encountered 
horrors and thought, mm. yeah. And then I can't remember when I, I like I, I met an actual nice uh, uh, restaurant the way you're describing, Jen. I'm like, this is a safe place to get a margarita. And I was like, this is an entirely <laughs> different drink than what I was told a margarita was. Yes. Mm. Yes. I mean, in, in Los Angeles, there's, you know, so many different Mexican restaurants that are mm-hmm. great. There was a place in Pasadena. If anybody's in Pasadena, go to Amigos. Mm. Delicious burritos. And their margaritas were so cheap and huge. And that that's it. You're just you order one of those and you're done. And, <laughs> and it's just like it's just delicious and enjoyable. Um, yeah. But I've yeah. gone elsewhere. And, you know, when it's not a mm. Mexican restaurant mm. and yeah. that's, it's so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. 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 There's a, this restaurant uh, in Anaheim right by uh, uh, Disneyland that I've gone on about because I was trying to get people to go there uh, during the uh, Star Wars convention. We didn't uh, mm-hmm. make it uh, called Puesto um, that we first went to to meet some friends who had been at Disneyland and we happened to be there on Mother's Day and we sat down there like, Hey, it's Mother's Day, uh, free margaritas. <laughs> All four of us were like, that sounds lovely. We are not mothers. And they were like, it doesn't matter. We're just giving margaritas to everybody. <laughs> and it was so amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a really, really good restaurant. Yeah. Oh. Pesto. Oh, my, mm-hmm. my heart pines for it every day. I wow. need, to, need to go get back there. Uh, I'm a fan of margaritas. I don't have them all the time. I think it's if the table orders them, I'm in. Um, And uh, yeah, I I don't know the ins and outs of them. I just know when they when they're there, I enjoy them. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm a fan of of, of all the Mexican food restaurants in this town, from the chain restaurants to the ones on the corner that you don't know about until you go. Uh, Mm. And and, uh, there's a wide world of them out here in L.A. So Mm -hmm. very Mm -hmm. lucky. Great choice. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, a great choice. Number three, Joseph, we're up to your number three. It sounds like Margarita could have made the list as well, but uh, what do you got? No, I'm just, I'm just excited by, by Jen's excitement and then remembering the puesto Margarita make me so happy. Uh, no, I, <laughs> I, uh, I wanted to include tea because tea has been a big part of my life. Um, uh, my, uh, my girlfriend uh, before Sarah, who I've mentioned a couple of times uh, that we, uh, I lived with for several years, um, she had, she uh, grew up in the UK because her dad was uh, working uh, for the American government over there, and she uh, grew up in uh, the in Yorkshire uh, part of the UK, and uh, entire, her entire family uh, swore by uh, Yorkshire tea. Uh, so I drank that for many many years instead of coffee. It supplanted coffee uh, for a while. Mm. So that that tea is is has been special to me over the years. But I wanted to pick something that's actively in my life now. And it mm. is a specific kind of tea. It is a lemon ginger tea uh, from the Yogi Company. And mm. if you've ever been down the tea aisle of like a grocery store, yeah. you see it's all the yellow boxes, um, mm. and they're all they all like support different things that are good for you. This supports healthy digestion. Mm-hmm. It tastes really good. The Yogi teas have all the tea bags have uh, the little aphorisms wise saying fortunes and sometimes they're like really helpful and something i need to hear that day sometimes they're kind of condescending (laughs) (laughs) and they have the opposite effect but it's this fun little like oh man i'm i'm a little either my stomach is actually upset or i'm a little agitated and like you know what i need to just kind of calm down a little bit it's some nice lemon ginger tea and then you get the nice little message and it's almost like when you're a kid and you get some sort of like uh uh you know, Cracker Jacks that has like a toy in it. That's why mm-hmm. I feel about the message. Like I get the tea, but then I also get the message that's either going to calm me 
or <laughs> be a fun joke I can post on social media in the <laughs> whole entire experience of uh, the lemon ginger tea. Lemon and ginger are two of my very favorite flavors. It's just so uh, calm and restorative. Mm. Mm. I, I I like tea when I have it. But I just never seek it out. I don't know why. It's uh, Grace likes a lot of tea. I, I'm supposed to have a nettle tea. Supposed to help with the sinuses. That's been mm. oh. by my acupuncturist. Uh, and I just forget to do it. And when I do it, I enjoy it. Um, I so I got to get you. Got to give me some tips on the habit of uh, you know <laughs> the approach to making tea. Yeah. It's, it's almost like, you know, uh, it's not something you just kind of grab and go. I think it's like something mm-hmm. you make time for. So I right. think if you're going to like, if you're trying to make more time for reading that mm-hmm. you, if you pair it with something like that, cause it is a little ritual of however you, you know, heat the water and then you got to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of monitor how long you have the bag and remove the bag. It's a little bit of got this sort of like ritual. Let's change gears into a different mm-hmm. mode and pairing it with something like I'm going to have my nettle tea for my sinuses and read uh, this uh, book about <laughs> violent mm-hmm. world history, yeah. you know, for a calm time, a calm Ken time there. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah. That might be it. I actually have one. I'm holding in my hand right now, the uh, lemon ginger yogi tea. Really? Uh, yes. Yes. I love this brand. Um, it smells, it smells just, yeah, very, a little gingery, a little lemony. And it, you're right. There is a ritual to it, especially mm-hmm. at night, like just to kind of wind down, mm-hmm. to chill out, like you're saying, read i found that like before (laughs) during the pandemic a lot more wine was being consumed Mm. and i really had to break myself of that habit because i was not feeling good and it's not good for your body so i started doing tea for that reason at night Mm. um because it's like that ritual being able to relax watch a show and have something warm and comforting Mm. and yeah Mm. although now i just have water but i do enjoy it yeah, oh, that's great. Did you did you happen to remember uh, what wisdom your tea bag uh, tried to say to you today? <laughs> oh no, no. Um, I can open this one up. Let's see. I'll, I'll have it a little bit later. What does it say? It says, uh, "Give to others and give to yourself the same attention." Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Drop yeah. the mic, Yogi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that sounds like it's encouraging you mm. to be kind to others and be kind to yourself. But it also yeah. has a sort of implication of like, remember, if you flip people off in traffic, you're also flipping yourself off. <laughs> <laughs> so, so true. So good. Uh, that is a great choice. A conversation starter number three, which is what I think tea is. Uh, it's a conversation drink as well, but also a drink for you to stare in your own soul for a bit. Um <laughs> Maybe why I avoid it sometimes. Uh, my number three choice uh, is a drink I don't have a lot of anymore because I can't do a ton of whiskey. I like whiskey in general, but there is a particular whiskey that I used to have, and it's not like so fancy. It's I, it's not like I was like being smug or having bragging rights, but it was like a gear shift whiskey. You know what I mean? Like you mm. part of like, oh, you like ah, try this? It's a Scotch whis- whiskey called Lafroig. Um, you, you're familiar oh, with the yeah. Lafroy, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. pretty infamous, yes. Mm-hmm. And it came to my life like this. Um, uh, quick as I can tell a story, uh, my old, old roommate and I used to always go to a pub in town locally, Timmy Nolan's pub. It's now Mike McGillicuddy's Irish <laughs> dance. Hall. It's ownership came in and ruined it, but or just changed. How about I say that? Not ruined it. Um, 
But Timmy Nolan's Club <laughs> is uh, a wonderful spot. A lot of local news people go there. Keanu Reeves will go there all the time. It's just like you'd be in the corner, and I know that guy from some movie. It was just as, but it was a family vibe. Great stuff. The best rolled tacos I've ever had are at this Irish pub. Um, but one, my roommate had a problem. He had a he had a, a, an allergy to certain kind of fruit juices or something in in the. It was this mysterious thing that if you saw happen, it was it was scary because it looked like he was choking to death, like he was poisoned <gasps> oh, no. in a Ugh. game of Clue, and all all that he needed was water. And his closest friends, myself included, like knew Lou needs some water, and. We've had friends call 911. We're at the Hollywood Improv one night. It started happening. I wasn't there. They called 911, and he was trying to wave him off, but it looks like he's just dying. Like, it's, it's scary. <laughs> so this starts happening one night in the pub. It, it, someone had a, a shot. He usually is good at checking it, but he took a shot, and, oh, and he, you, you, he would know, and he'd be like, oh, God, was there cranberry juice in there? And he would start, his throat start closing up. So this starts happening. The entire bar is starting to freak out, and I'm sitting there trying to get everyone's attention, Going, no, no, he just needs water. Can we just get water? And everyone's like, he's dying. It's panic. <laughs> and there's a guy sitting next to him. We're in the corner of the bar. There's a guy sitting next to him who never moved. He just slowly sipped his drink. And he quietly grabs water and gives it to him. And, and literally uh, one, one or two sips, it's like it never happened. And the rest wow. of the bar, everyone's like freaking. And this guy had this, I, I, I'm not even doing his accent just justice. Maybe Australian, maybe New Zealand, maybe both. I don't know. Some sketch comedy accent. Where he, and, and, <laughs> yeah, I've been around the world, mate. And I've seen it all. I think I knew what was going And he just starts telling the story. Now, I don't know if it's true or not. He's in Toluca Lake. But he had like, I've been in the jungle. And I saw, and he just, and he was with, we're doing, and then he, and he, he went like, ah, thanks, man. And, and Lou was like, ah, good, thanks for, and he goes, no, I know exactly what's going on. And, uh, you know, if you, if a snake bites you, you can do it. He just was this type of weird dude. And then he goes, <laughs> here, let me get you some, have you ever had Lafroig? And uh, I had not, I never, I couldn't even, I was like, Lafroig? I can't even, how do I say that? And Lou's like, I, I haven't really done that. I know it, but I haven't done it. So the guy gets it. And, and I just remember that night, it smells like Band-Aids. Uh, it is, it is described as smoky bacon and dried fruit notes all through this spicy and smoky whiskey. Um, and then I sipped it and you know, you do the hold it in your mouth, 10 seconds, kind of take it. And it was just delightful, delightful mm. so from that night with this weird dude in the corner that may have been a world explorer and adventure. I don't know. Or he was a, you know, a crew guy from film production. I don't know what he was. It was just this memorable moment of everyone, the whole bar screaming, call 911. And this guy just like, nah, have some Lafroy and water. Uh, it was just wow. amazing. So I, I've always had to try to have a bottle. It's been a few years. I don't drink whiskey as much. Um, but it was like my, like I said, let's, let's all do this. And then it would be a test. And Joseph obviously seems to be familiar with it. But just that, can you sniff it and still drink it? And, and <laughs> Yeah, the internet describes it, uh, you know, it just under, I just Googled it and under one of the, you know, people ask, uh, you know, is Lafroig a good whiskey? And the description that pops up from whatever article says, uh, it's a staple for connoisseurs and a peaty rite of passage. <laughs> it comes up a lot for, you know, I think uh, people who, who enjoy uh, whiskey because it is just one of the, the like, hey, you know what is a absolutely fine experience? If you could eat dirt, but it was mm -hmm. <laughs> delicious uh. fluid somehow at the same time. It is just, it's so peaty. Uh, yeah. And I think that's the reason that people 
uh, know it a lot and, you know, mm-hmm. nice, nice intensity to the, the, the Freud. <laughs> uh, intense moment, intense drink. Yeah. PD is a good way to describe smells like band-aids. It's just the most, uh, it's the most, it is so good. I, that, that's my favorite part about, uh, lots of different sort of really, really high end, uh, uh, drinks like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Freud isn't always super high end depending on how long it's aged, but like you, you have that first smell, like this should, this should be a warning. And yet, I want it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, that's uh, so. That's our number three choices. There, we all uh, did that, right? Cool. Uh, long yes. track. That's long a great track. story. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're up to our number two choices. So Joseph, we're going to go with your choice. Uh, well, as an excellent segue, because I needed to include a uh, whiskey of some kind. I've had uh, many, many wonderful relationships mm-hmm. <laughs> with whiskey. I've had a uh, uh, just ordering straight Jameson uh, period of my life. Uh, mm-hmm. Sarah and I had the delight of, uh, of visiting uh, both Scotland and Ireland and uh, taking home various bottles and trying various things in a, in a fun. Let's, you know, let's mm-hmm. just discuss and sip and not have too much and. Uh, uh, my wife loves, loves the, the peaty. <laughs> how smoky, how dark, how much like earth can it taste? Uh, so that's been a fun journey. Uh, but we have uh, for many years been on a cocktail kick. This was a really hard choice for me, but I'm going with uh, an old fashioned. Ah. It is an absolutely classic cocktail for a reason, uh, but it has lots of versatility uh, because it can be a whiskey, bourbon or rye. All different, uh, uh, you know, permutations of the, of the basic flavor profile. Uh, you, you could start fist fights over that statement. Uh, <laughs> whiskey, bourbon, rye—very different things, but also in in the same family. Um, so it's just three ingredients, and then it's the the simple syrup, basically just sugar, water, and then uh, traditionally Angostura bitters, but bitters of some kind. Uh, but part of the reason that I picked old fashioned is it is. You know, all sorts of drinks have different moods attached to them. And some of them are are the cultural attachment. Some of them are your own personal experience. Like, Ken, you're never going to sip Lafroy mm-hmm. <laughs> without thinking of, was mm-hmm. that guy some exotic world traveler or somebody, you know, who is auditioning for SNL and trying out a character? Yeah. I'll never know. Never. You'll taste that every time, right? Yeah. So there's the there's the cultural association, the personal association. And for me, old-fashioned is, is always like, I've never had an old-fashioned out, on a night where like I'm raging, <laughs> you know, I've never had too many old fashions. It's always been a, a sit and sip on a, on a fun, calm evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it's like, it is like drinking a, a, a library, <laughs> <laughs> the books, the leather, the wood, the mood, uh, it's, uh, calm solid mm-hmm. intriguing and the thing that we do, uh, uh, around, uh, around our home is, uh, make, Nice, straightforward, old-fashioned, um, but we have a bitter for every season because you can get the the flavored. Oh bitters. yeah! Mm. So uh, you know, on a cold uh, winter night, uh, which is cold winter nights in Los Angeles, a different kind. But it's there, mm. uh, adding a little chocolate bitters it makes it its own little drink. Mm. Uh, Summertime, fall time, uh, uh, spooky season time, uh, we add a little bit of uh, cherry bitters. Uh, and mm. that's delicious, a cherry old fashioned. And then in kind of spring and summer, when you want things a little bit more light, a little bit more lively, uh, we have orange bitters that we put in the old fashioned. And it, I just, I love how solid, what a staple it is and that there's a ton of variety. Mm. Yeah. Uh, 
I love I, I love your 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 observation that not a lot. I'm sure it's been possible, it's been done, or it's possible, but not a lot of benders on on old fashions. I'm, I'm sure people do it, but not me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It because it, it, it just there's it. I think I think the drink calms you down. I think ordering it, getting it, holding it, it is a it is a proper drink in a way, and it slows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, like you know, the 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 children are getting Jägermeister, and the old mentor is like, <laughs> "Calm down and have an old fashioned." Yes, yes, absolutely. Have you ever been to Coles uh, downtown? I have, yes. Yeah, yeah. Have you been to the speakeasy part where you go in the back? I, yeah, I, I did, and it was great. And I think I had an old fashioned. I think some weird yes. old fashioned that they made. Yeah. Yes, exactly. They specialize in their old fashions. That's what made me think of that. Oh, that's that's so great. You're yeah. not talking about the clothing and variety store, Coles, right? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, K O H L. They all have a speakeasy in the back. <laughs> Their stock room. Yeah, <laughs> I needed a travel bag, and I got an old fashioned. It would work. <laughs> oh, I wish. I wish that would be amazing. Jen, sounds like you appreciate old fashioned, so that's that's a good thing. Yeah, I can't really, I can't really drink them. They're so strong. Uh, mm-hmm. But my husband gets them if we go to Kohl's or that type of place, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have a sip and be like, "Woo, that's that's good." Mm-hmm. But I yeah. want margarita. <laughs> now, uh, J.C. Penney's does a great rusty nail as well. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Montgomery Ward's back in the day for me. Uh, <laughs> that's a great number two. Kind of, well, I don't want to say it leads into my number two, but it's a similar, it, it's, it's leagues less classy. But uh, it is, uh, I was trying to think of, especially when I was looking at this list is, you know, what alcoholic drinks do I like? And it's like, what what is one that I've like, I am in the mood. I seek it out and get it. And to my knowledge, I can only get it at one spot. I think it goes beyond that. I don't know. Actually, I'm I'm looking up online. I love chain restaurants. I love specifically Wood Ranch. The Wood Ranch Barbecue in downtown mm. Burbank is my second yes. offer. A lot of times, they offer a drink there called the Tennessee peach it is two ounces of gentleman jack it is 75 ounces of peach snops 1.5 ounces of simple <laughs> syrup and 1.5 ounce of lemon juice with mint leaves and uh it is um it, it's priced to go like 14 bucks so i don't go these are also not bender <laughs> as well and yeah. no, sometimes uh, uh no secret to you know uh, mark ellis and i love hanging out at chain restaurants but particularly uh when we when the mood strikes we uh, head over to uh, wood ranch and uh, sometimes I always get a text from Mark that says Tennessee Peach question mark. And <laughs> like, yes, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. And there's just it has. I, I don't know. I, I appreciate cocktails. This weekend I had one uh, that was great at the Vampire Dinner called Death by Blackberries. It was mm. great. Uh, I really love what you and Sarah have going on over there, Joseph, with your cocktails and your photos. And Sarah really uh, mixes a great drink. I would love to take that journey. I just don't. I'm, I don't. I don't know that as much i haven't taken the dive into that world but i appreciate them when i have them and this is just one of those ones it's it's just a chain restaurant cocktail like it's fit for an airport but i uh i just love it and it's refreshing it's a great summer drink for me like a 4 p.m early dinner tennessee peach at my side <laughs> i love it now i i got i got dazzled by all the ingredients what what, what was the what's the base uh alcohol gentleman jack gentleman Ooh. Jack. Yeah. Gentleman Jack. Yeah, that mm-hmm. sounds classy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And then you, you order it in a faux draw off oh, a Tennessee peach, please. And they're like, <laughs> um, yes, highly recommend. If you find your way to a, Bur- uh, a, a wood ranch in Burbank or otherwise, get that Tennessee peach. 
Yeah. Oh. What, what is the, I don't think I've ever been in a wood ranch to my knowledge. What is the aesthetic? Woodsy. Brown. <laughs> Brown? <laughs> like a lodge. A lodge. And yes, yes. But it doesn't lean into it like, say, a claim jumper does. Or, right. Where, or we have uh, we have like a Yukon. God, what is it? My hometown. I don't think it's a chain, but there's like a. It's a chainy kind of restaurant, but you walk in and it's like you're in the Yukon uh, outback and, you know, like you're settling Alaska. It was like Wood Ranch doesn't lean that deep into it, but okay. yeah, it is a it is a ranch of meat. So good. <laughs> yeah. I'm so mad that they closed it at the Grove because yes. like, it was a great man. spot to take kids, you know, like it's just, ah, it's I, easy to get to. They had a kid's menu. I would I go there, awesome. Jen, I would go there five times a week during my final year at the farmer's market. Oh, Me, the operations manager and the assistant, uh, her assistant, we just at five o'clock, we were at Wood Ranch at that bar. So oh. the only time I've been a bar fly. It's been great. <laughs> good spot. Well, I got I got a, a new list of uh, place to visit here in Los Angeles. Hey, you know it's not quite uh, Smokehouse or Moose and Franks, but we can go we can go Wood Ranch and Burbank anytime you want. We'll 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 get we'll hit you <laughs> for the Tennessee Beach. Uh, that, oh, is my, that sounds delicious. That's my number two, Jen. What is your number two? My number two is something that is very bad for you. A study came out, although we already knew it, saying that it's toxic and cause all sorts of harm, cancers. It is a Diet Coke. Mm. I love Diet Coke. If I'm going to have any sort of comfort food, like a sandwich, French fries, burrito, I have to have a Diet Coke. Do not offer me water. I will not drink it. Uh, (laughs) I get a little upset if I can't have a Diet Coke, Um, which is so funny because I started off, my mom used to drink Diet Cokes and I thought it was Mm. disgusting. When I was younger, I liked 7-Up, Sprite, Dr. Pepper, uh, I never really was into Coke. I used to love Pepsi. Uh, yeah. And then I think in my 20s, uh, the people around me were drinking Diet Cokes. I worked at E. You know, it's people a little bit more like, because uh, it's like a diet drink, right? So I kind of forced myself to start drinking it. And then I liked it. And now I, I don't, I can't, I've really had to cut back. Uh, because it is really bad for you. My doctor was like, wait, how, you drink a Diet Coke every day? But I don't drink a Diet Coke any, every day anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it from the can. Mm-hmm. From the fountain, it can be questionable, right? It can maybe <laughs> If they don't have the mix ratio right, it can be a little bit too sweet. Um, mm-hmm. I like it really fizzy, certain amount of ice. Uh, there's nothing worse than a flat soda. Um, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. yeah, Subway has great great diet cokes from their fountain. <laughs> oh, but I love a diet coke is number 2 on my list. Is, so so how do you how does it work in your life now if it used to be a daily thing do you, is it a treat? It's a treat or like my afternoon snack if I'm going to be bad. Uh usually before I would have my sandwich for lunch and I'd have a diet coke. That stopped transitioned, right? Smoothies and salads, but now if I'm like in a really bad mood or I don't want to have coffee at four o'clock, right? Because that's going to make me too awake. Mm. I'll just have a Diet Coke and I might even have some like, you know, chips. Like, uh, <laughs> if I'm, or those mochi, those mochi things from Trader Joe's. Yeah, mm. that's when I'm, that's when I'm, it's bad. Mm. So things are, things are going down. So in theory, if, if the people you live with were observant, they would like maybe, you know, come into the main room, see you working on something. It's like, oh, she's got a smoothie. Great. And then they come in and they see Diet Coke like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. My husband and I know. 
Yes, yes, he does the same thing. It's like, oh, you're having a Diet Coke at four? Oh, boy. Okay, (laughs) you're on a deadline? What's going on? Uh, Yeah. So I should drink more water. Water should be on this list, but it's not. It's a Diet Coke. Yeah. 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 Water with lemon is actually one of my favorite things. Uh, It's amazing how many times I choose other things than that. (laughs) Yep. Right. I'm trying to drink uh, four glasses a day. I got to get a sign up and mark it off. You got to get one of them uh, glasses with the, you know, 7 a.m., 8 a.m., 9 a.m., those big mugs that every yes. time someone has one, I'm like, how is that possible? It's not possible. Yeah. Mm. But listing water is like, I get it. If, if somebody has like water with lemon and that's their favorite thing, that's great. But otherwise, including on this list is sort of like, you know, if you're like, what are your top favorite things in life? Like mm. having a heartbeat? I mean, yeah. it's like yeah. being alive. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's a great choice, Jen, because it's not, not the last time I think I'll. We'll mention that there. Um, but yeah, um, I, I'm with you on that. There, there's something, I know it's bad, but every once in a while, especially if there's chips and salsa involved, a Diet Coke or a Diet Pepsi. I'm a big Diet Pepsi fan, which sounds like I'm the villain in a sketch, but I love it and I connect it, just that mental soul connection to chips and salsa. I got it. Mm-hmm. There you exactly. go. There you go. All right. Well, that is our number two choices across the board. We've now reached the number one spot of our list. We're doing this life ranked episode about our favorite drinks. And uh, Joseph will go with, no, you know what? I'm going to, nope, I'm going to throw a curveball. I'm going to go because mine, I think is pretty, it's a pretty basic choice, but it <laughs> flows nicely out of Jen's choice. And it, I thought, I, I kept thinking, do I go somewhere else? Do I do I throw a curveball? Do I list Tawaka, which is a a, a li- liqueur that I have brought to parties Ooh. with some people? Oh, uh, I yes. put one. My friend Paul Dorso, who's um, like me, not a small guy, uh, cart puller like me uh, from Oklahoma. I brought a Tawaka to a party, and he was doing shots of it. We found him. <laughs> We found him in his underwear under bushes outside the house. <laughs> oh, no. And it wasn't that kind of party. It just was, oh, oh, no. it was a oh, large no. party. So there's a lot of people. So you would lose track of, oh, Paul was in the kitchen. Where's Paul? We, no one knows. Cause he wasn't like, it wasn't like two people. It was just, Paul was in nothing but his underwear under bushes with an empty bottle. Were, of Waka. were, were uh. Paul's pants found? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was all necessary. It was all, yeah. Yeah, oh, no. but it was, uh, I felt responsible for that one there. Um, but so I was like, do I put to walk or something like that? No, I got to go with my choice, my captain and diet. Uh, mm. As I've mentioned before, it's it's a drink that uh, at times seems to be controversial when you order it from bartenders as if they're judging me like my Mike's hard lemonade. Uh, and I very specifically, this is why it connects nicely with you, Jen. It's, it's, it's a Diet Coke thing for me. Uh, that it, right. it's simply a taste thing. I know uh, Captain and Cokes or a rum and Coke, but a, a Captain, a, a, a Captain Morgan, and not as even the spiced. I'll go with the spiced. I'll do a, a Sailor Jerry at times. I, I like a lot of different kind of rums, and I'm trying to a, expand my rum uh, knowledge because that's I got to ditch whiskey now for that. Um, but a Captain and Diet, uh, I love it. I, I I can I I can pound them, <laughs> and then mm. well that. Did I do seven of them? But then I can still be functional the next day. Uh, I don't recommend <laughs> that. Um, drink responsibly. And it was after I started drinking a little late in the game. Uh, I always my first drink was a strawberry daiquiri. Uh, then I went to rum and uh, excuse me, um, a Red Bull and vodkas because it's the only thing I knew to order. <laughs> when I was intimidated by the bartenders, like Joseph and I talk about a lot, like the, the <laughs> bartenders of the world, I was like, I, 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 Red Bull and vodka, which is a bad choice because it could literally explode your heart. Um, <laughs> and then I moved to rum and, rum and Cokes. 
Because I figured, well, that's something. I know James Bond doesn't order it, but I, he'd consider it. Is how I looked at it at like twenty seven. Like I didn't know what to order. Oh yeah, and, and he has lots of rum in the books. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so then, and then I mentioned with whiskey and all the time at Timmy Nolan's pub, all this stuff. But I, I, I've gone back to it, and it's it's a safe drink, but it's a fun drink. It's relaxing, and it's just. Uh, I think it pairs nicely with cherry pie or a, a dinner, uh, garlic cheese toast, whatever. It, 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 it's always a good staple for me. Uh, to the point where it's not quite part of my identity, but you know I'm going to get it. You might even have thought Ken's going to put that as, as his number one. Um, but a captain in that. Um, uh, and lately, I've, I feel justified um, that I've, I've even talked to some bartenders. There's a great comic, Ryan Mervish, uh, who's also Merv, as they call him. He's the bartender often at the comedy store. And I've had a conversation of like, I get judged for this. And he's just like, and he's a, Ryan is a, 350 pound Viking guy like he's from the Midway and he just was like why would they judge you it's like Hagrid's <laughs> why would they judge you this is a great drink and <laughs> just so I feel better and I feel justified uh, that uh, I get to enjoy uh, a beverage of choice mm-hmm. now uh, y- your your friend Mark Ellis is mm-hmm. often uh, the the kind person who wants to provide for people so he he's mm-hmm. often uh, asks people he, he often goes to the bar and goes I'm going to get people around yeah. Does he ask you what you want or does he just get you your drink? No, he'll always he get you this. Yeah, he'll confirm. But he, but he never seems to remember. He's always like, what is it? Captain what? Or do you like because I don't I think the, the rum doesn't connect. But he's he's been better at remembering it because we had an incident. Uh, <laughs> we what movie did we see? We saw a, we went to a screening. Uh, at El Capitan, and then we went across the street to get some dinner, and we ended up at the at the um, the, the California Pizza Kitchen where we went post uh, episode nine, and mm-hmm. it was me, him, and our friend Owen, and it was a a rookie uh, waitress. God bless her, not judging her at all. It was literally like her first shift, a younger girl, and I ordered a Captain and Diet, and she paused, and I ex- like you know like Cap, you got like Captain Morgan ramen and a Diet Coke. She goes, okay, Captain Morgan and Diet Coke, great. She returned with a full glass of Diet Coke and a full <laughs> glass of caffeine. <gasps> oh, no. And the type of person, I, you know, I'm not a hero here, but she put it down. We all three realized at the same time. And I just went, perfect. And she walked off and then I just mixed it on my own. <laughs> oh, my. Probably a little bit heavier on the rum than normal. Yeah, a little bit. But since that night, Mark was there. He had a great laugh. So now he fully understands when I say Captain died. He's like, oh, yeah, Cap, that's right. Captain Morgan and a Diet Coke. But to <laughs> So you you, you sipped you sipped them uh, uh, at the same time and and did a little mouth mixing. Uh, <laughs> you, know, I, you know what? I, I try to think what I did. I I think I I I don't know if I asked for another glass, and I just kind of poured them in over the course of the evening. And and I and I wasn't going to be even politely. I guess it could have been like, oh, but you know, I met them together. I didn't, but I didn't want to embarrass her at any level. She did return forty minutes in the meal. And she goes, it just did you you meant together, huh? <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, Oh, that's that's awesome. That is my number one choice. Captain and Diet. Yes, Jen, I've seen Diet Coke clean car batteries, but yet I still pour it into my drink. And I'm okay with it. Uh, Jen, what is your number one? My number one is coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I once wrote a poem about coffee years ago. Like <laughs> Please for no reason other than I was like, coffee is the greatest thing in the world. 
I feel compelled to write a poem like someone would write for their loved one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Coffee makes me a better human, a kinder human, a more Mm. efficient and energetic human. Mm. Coffee is the first thing I have in the morning. It is my ritual. Even we went camping this past week. I never got to mention. We went camping. We had coffee and we had to have it. Um, My husband brought a little stove that we cooked our coffee on. Mm. Um, We, uh, I can always count on coffee. Like, like you're mentioning Mm. Joseph, Mm -hmm. like it just, it puts me in a better mood. I know that wherever I am, I can get it right. Like part of the fun when you're traveling is like you're saying, figuring out what coffee shop mm-hmm. uh, to go to. It's a little bit harder with kids now because I, I need it right away. I don't <laughs> even walking, taking the time to like get dressed and go out the door. Uh, uh-uh. Like we have to have something in the hotel room and then we go get our coffee out in the world. I understand. Um, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's like, I need that. I need that to wake up. I don't like Starbucks. I mm-hmm. have always been more of a coffee bean person. Mm. Um, yeah. Pete's is very, very aggressive. Um, mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. bold. I'm not always so sure about that. Um, <laughs> my first job was working at a coffee shop in the mall. So that's kind of what introduced me to like, you know, wow. the different types of beans. And I OD'd on Frappuccinos mm-hmm. and got that out of my system. Um, mm. So yeah, now I just drink regular coffee. I might get a latte if I'm out and about, but yeah, I mm. just like it straight coffee with my silk almond creamer. What did, What is your go to home brand right now? We usually buy it from Costco because we go we go through so much of it. So it's anything like a Colombian, a medium roast, okay, or even a darker roast, but definitely not light. Definitely not light. And is it, do you buy it ground or do you do you grind the beans? We grind the beans. We grind the wow. beans. Wow. Yeah. To make sure Intense. it's fresh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God bless. We have a grinder and I'm like, this is adds an hour to my life. I can't do this. <laughs> can't do this. We used to have it where we would like, uh, I don't know what you would call it, but we would pour the coffee on top, you know, the, on top of the grounds and it would drip uh-huh. down. We had drip down coffee. Uh-huh. That mm. took forever. After we had kids, we we're like, uh-uh, we don't have time for the drip down. But, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. intelligentsia, you know, their, uh-huh. their fancy drip. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good. That's uh, good stuff. I love all this. Yeah, yeah, I love coffee. I have one. I have one today. We're we're currently we got an espresso. That was a gift we got a couple Ooh. years ago. And that is just a godsend. You just put a pod in and it's you recycle the pods, I'll point out. Uh you send them back to the company. Uh it's great. It's great. But we do make some of our own and but yeah, Jen, I was asking you about coffee culture. This is uh, I mentioned earlier, but yeah, Grace is a, a big fan of coffee and what she describes as, as coffee culture and then sipping and where I'm I literally guzzle it. I literally she's like, You're ruining the experience. <laughs> You're ruining the coffee. <laughs> um I guess I'm like a truck star, truck stop coffee culturist. Uh do you t- is it an all day thing for you? Do you let it linger? I do. I'll usually stop around like right around now when I would make a smoothie for myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you're right. Like I was remembering when I was a teenager and, you know, we would go to the coffee shop and you felt so cool and so mm-hmm. adult, you know, it's that like kind of the, the, the air around the coffee people. Uh, mm-hmm. But now I love coffee from 7-Eleven if you're on, you know, a road trip. There's just the coffee is coffee and, mm-hmm. you know, it can be even a bad coffee still can be kind of relaxing i don't know yeah i'm addicted 
No, it it became a big staple for me after you know uh, the story I told earlier. Of my my girlfriend at the time, her mom ran the coffee shop. Her she worked there. My girlfriend worked. That's how we met, and so that that became a thing, right? It, it it's it's kind of like Joseph in your tea. Like it's 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 it, 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 it that coffee cups in your hands and walking mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. the mall when you mm-hmm. walk when your day is spent in a mall and you get coffee, like you're walking around. Um, you know, it's it's. Uh, it's not even what's in the cup after a while. It's like, I just have, I know I need this little styrofoam or paper cup in my hand to walk around. Exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. when I, when I worked at, uh, at Kinko's in downtown Minneapolis, uh, one of, one of my friends I worked with and sweetheart had noticed that I stopped at the same place as she did to get coffee, but I was always running five minutes late. So she just started buying the coffee and then I would reimburse her. <laughs> so it was this beautiful ritual of it would just be sitting there uh, by the photocopier when I got there. <laughs> and it was like salvation. And then on Fridays, it, they had cinnamon coffee and she noticed I got that. So it was cinnamon coffee, very, very lovely ritual. Coffee is such a ritual. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly. That's well, that is a great big number one choice, a staple in so many lives uh, in, uh, in great ways. And, uh, yeah, all right, maybe bad ways. All right, but we got coffee when we can. There's little in life to enjoy. That's one of it. Uh, Joseph, close us out with your number one choice for your favorite drink. Uh, my number one choice is also something that I like to have in the mornings, and it's a martini. Uh, no, I'm joking. I do not have it in the morning. Uh, but not joking about the martini. I'm sure people who uh, listen regularly are not surprised by that. But the goal of this isn't shock. It's truth. Uh, I absolutely love martinis. I, I came to them late in life. Uh, or I guess later compared to a lot of these other uh, drinks. Uh, to me, they are just like the T-Rex of cocktails. It is the drink, but it is the history. It's the iconography. Um, mm. Talked a little bit on the podcast about how when we were in London for a celebration this past year, uh, I had some ups and downs where I had some great martinis from some classic mm. bars, some of the best martinis I've ever had. And then some bars that just like, didn't know what a martini was they had uh, gin <laughs> vodka in vermouth but they didn't have a button on their ipad for it so i couldn't have it and these oh. bars these bars that would look at me like what's a martini why do you want me to put gin and vermouth together the logo of their bar two times was a martini glass oh. and they were like we don't know the iconography of it is so powerful that it can be the symbol of a place that that claims to deny its existence (laughs) it's uh it is just for me i think it was you know growing up it's one of those things of you you kind of know when you're five years old you don't know what it is but you hear it and you see it Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. television or in the world or in advertisements that it says the symbol of being an adult and then i I became a, a big fan of of james bond uh not just the movies but reading the books at a at a young age and and having that association that it's like he he's this sort of ultimate classy adult and it hits his ultimate go-to drink. Um, but I think I had I I started drinking later as you did, Ken, mm-hmm. and I had beer and uh, Mike's hard lemonade and <laughs> terrible <laughs> jugs of awful wine. <laughs> and I, I was a little like, I don't know cocktails. People will make fun of me. They'll be too strong. I'll make a fool of myself. So I was always just like, a martini is this sort of a unattainable level of adulthood and class that mm. I'll never quite reach. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then I started having, you know, uh, whiskey and scotch and it's like, okay, I really like that. And, and I was a little bit more open to it, but it never occurred to me to just say, this is the day. And, um, 
I did a a show with my friend Bill Corbett that went really, really well. And uh, Kevin Murphy, who I'm also lucky to call a friend, who people know from uh, Rift Tracks, Mr. Science Theater, if you're, you're a fan, Kevin's a, a great guy and a uh, boisterous, uh, supportive uh, human being. Uh, and we did the show. It went well. And we were at the bar and, and Kevin came up to us and was like, that was a great show. So you're having a martini. <laughs> and I wasn't going to say no to him. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a revelation of like, oh, wow, this is, you know, A, it's not like one sip and I'm under the table. I mean, it is all alcohol and you do have to be careful with them. Uh, but it wasn't this sort of like, uh, I can't handle this. This is beyond me. It was right. just clean, crisp, cool, elegant, uh, delightful taste. Uh, I am a fan of the the twist, which brings out uh, different things because it is, it's uh, sharp and fruity and all, all these great things. Uh, and since then, it has just become my go-to drink um my wife makes wonderful uh martinis at home mm-hmm. uh, it is fun to get them out in the world with different people and and I, I at this point it's it's a fun thing for me to walk into an establishment and first just scan is it a is it a full bar and not just mm-hmm. beer and wine mm-hmm. and even if it is just just based on the mood the atmosphere the smell <laughs> yeah. right is this a place where i'm going to be able to get a martini and oftentimes the answer is no and sometimes the answer is yes but it bears little resemblance to a martini because people just be like yeah sure i think i think we got something that's like vermouth i don't know um the, no. the, how much vermouth you put in a, a martini is uh one of the various uh, uh things that that people debate about um uh there is an idea that the vermouth should just be literally washed in the glass. Like you pour a little bit of vermouth, you swish around the glass and then you dump it out. So it's really literally just like almost uh, the remnants, the smell of vermouth. And then at that point, you are just drinking an extremely hard shot of just gin. Uh, And some people say, that's a martini. Uh, For me, you got to have some uh, vermouth. Anyway, uh, I will end end, uh, the the love letter. I'm going to write a poem to martinis. Love your poem story, Jennifer. Um, What's really great about them is it is an extremely simple drink. In general, it's gin and vermouth or vodka and vermouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, more complicated history in that, but that's the general accepted definition. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's an endless variety of combinations by trying different gins, different vodkas, different vermouths. Uh, I think some people would say the, the famous Bond drink, the Vesper, is a different drink. I think it's a, in the martini family. And if you accept that, then martinis become this really interesting. What little changes can you make? Uh, dry vermouth and sweet vermouth uh, mixed. And all. it's just kind of, uh, it's incredibly simple and endlessly mm. complex. And the final thing I'll say is, you know, I, I knew I was being... Just silly. I like that. That um, my wife uh, likes making things uh, 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 for me is a is a tradition. I, there are things I do for her that she likes, so it's not just like <laughs> I like to serve my husband. We like to do things for one another. So she really liked that. Is like I make martinis for him. But then she got to a point of like, you know, this isn't a wife only drink. <laughs> you know, this is the simplest drink on the face of the earth to make and it can you know if you haven't made it all the which device do you use shake and stir blah 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 all that um but like we there was, it, uh, i wrote it down it was september 9th 2023 we had in fact been to Descanso gardens in a bookstore and it had just been a lovely day and i just came home and just like uh today's the day wife i i would like to make the martinis and so she walked <laughs> me out 
through how she did it. And since September 9th, I've been experimenting and making her different kinds of drinks to, to repay the years of debt of her uh, making martinis. And now I feel like a, a mad scientist who gets to experiment with my own favorite drink. <laughs> I still want the both of you to put out some sort of drink book. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which I think would be a, a big win. Uh, no, this is uh, wonderful. I, you describing this drink, it's a perfect way to end it. Uh, it's also it just encompasses a lot of my feelings towards drinks and maybe myself where I'm like, I just don't think I've, I've attained this level of adulthood to deserve the martini <laughs> to enjoy it. Uh, it is a simple and direct meal. It's steeped in pop culture and culture. And uh, I, I think I want to learn to appreciate it a little bit more. Um, I love it, 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 you know we were trying not to talk about uh, movies so I won't, but uh, I when when Daniel Craig orders it for the first time in that one particular movie mm-hmm. <laughs> one of my favorite scenes and Jeffrey Wright uh, all the same keep the fruit I just love that sequence <laughs> love that. it's so good and it is and it, it truly is a great drink the Vesper mm. awesome Jen you're an adult you like martinis. <laughs> I yeah, I used to like martinis. I used to enjoy them. Every now and again I'll order like a dirty martini. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I like the olives. I love it when they're like blue cheese stuffed olives. That's mm-hmm. always fun. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, that's a meal. That yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. When we used to go to the Arc Light in Hollywood, I might oh. get one of those. I know, right? Oh, oh my heart breaks. Nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a good time. Anywho. Uh, anyways, we'll get there again. Somehow. Yeah. Someone will be there. Uh, I'll break in. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, that is it. That is a long discussion, as it should be, because uh, there's a lot of stories behind these choices, and it was great to uh, go down this path. Uh, so we're about to wrap up. But, hey, out there, if you're listening, and we know you got some ideas, don't fight our ideas, all right? Don't tell us what's wrong about the captain died. Tell us what's great about your <laughs> choice. Of drink. Uh, and do you like the cranberry Mike's Hard Lemonades? That's the big question of the day. <laughs> uh, you could do so by finding us in a lot of different spots. We're on Twitter at Force Center Pod. We're on threads for what's that's worth. Hey, we're on Hive Social for what's that, uh, what that is worth. Facebook page is Force Center Podcast, Instagram, and YouTube as well. Don't forget, this coming Friday, we have a live show, 2 p.m. Pacific. Questions of another variety. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun hanging out with you all for about 90 minutes. Uh, Get ready for that by subscribing to our YouTube channel podcast available on a lot of different spots. Just search or find us. Merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. And patreon.com slash Force Center is where you can support us directly. For personal plugs, follow me at KenNapsuck and KenNapsuck.com. I will... uh, uh, I got two things. I, I released my, my comedy album last week. Thank you to those who have listened to it or purchased a special edition on Bandcamp and announced uh, by the time this episode comes up, I will have first put, put the first official post out. I've got uh, music on the way. I uh, wrote some songs with uh, two guys under the name of the Moon Agers. So Brian Tiller and Sean Arnold uh, have uh, helped me live my dreams of, of, of co-writing some songs. And we got some music coming November 3rd. Our first track uh, will see the light of day and a uh, seven-song EP on the way after that. So go to my website, uh, go to my socials for all the information. Jen, where can they find and follow you? You can find and follow me on TikTok at Jennifer Landa 1138, YouTube and Instagram at Jennifer Landa, where I have posted my deep dive into the history of the Furby, the hmm. fear around the Furby, and even how it might connect to AI and our and our love for chatbots. Wow! Some people's loves for chatbots. Yeah, I like yeah. that. The, that one, the Furby, the people thought he was swearing. 
Oh. <laughs> right? I had to listen to that a couple times. I'm like, that sure sounds like what mm-hmm. it, it was being accused of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great stuff, Joseph, on the drinks today, leading us through this charge. Where can they find you and all your wonderful work? Yeah, you can find me on all the social media at Joseph Scrimshaw, Blue Sky in particular. It seems pretty nice right now. So if you're on Blue Sky, come find me over there. Uh, you can find out uh, information on all the stuff I'm doing on my website at josephsgrimshaw.com. Uh, the short horror film that I have been delighted to work on is is going out into the world. Uh, the Nightmare Adorable, it is coming up. If you happen to be listening in Bulgaria, it's going to be in the It's Alive Festival in uh, Bulgaria. And then uh, in a couple weeks, the beginning of November, uh, the Lovecraft Film Festival has a brand new edition in Mobile, Alabama, where it's going to be playing. And I will be there down there in Mobile, Alabama as well. Nice. Uh, final thing for me, um, I'm putting a thing out uh, much like Ken. Uh, I like that we announced something on this uh, episode that we record a day early, thus forcing ourselves to get it done. Yep. Yep. <laughs> in the time that we announced it. So I'm going to do the same thing. Uh, so for the short film, The Nightmare Adorable, uh, all of the action is caused uh, in in a way by a short story by a fictional author. And as one of the Kickstarter rewards, I wrote the, the short story and recorded an audio version of it. And then I thought, hey, why not actually share the, uh, the audio recording? So it is a uh, cosmic horror story about uh, 45 minutes long. Uh, called uh, The Beast That Ate the Dawn. Mm-hmm. And it is a spooky story, read slash uh, performed by myself. And I'm putting that up on my Bandcamp. Uh, you can just look on Bandcamp for Joseph Scrimshaw and it should pop right up. That is cool. wonderful. Uh, there, Bandcamp's been in the news lately because of a sale and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, and it's, it's frustrating, but uh, it is a great, great way to support the artists you love who have things on there uh, in terms of... Uh, um, directly <laughs> getting the content, purchasing the art, and we receive the support. Uh, it is a good system. I've finally, after all these years, taken the dive into it. Joseph, you've been doing it for years, and I really like it over there. But, uh, you know, consider supporting uh, independent artists. <laughs> yep. All right, that's it. Let's go get some drinks. We'll see you next time here on Other Center. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.